Hey guys, this is Psych Teacher John. I just wanted to add this little interlude and add to cognitive dissonance before we let that topic go. Okay, so it's a really interesting topic. You know, one of my favorites. Um, but what I want to do is add to it by giving examples that we'll talk about in sociology. Now, when we talk about sociology, I'll talk about it from a different angle. So I may not emphasize cognitive dissonance, but it's definitely a factor. Okay, so again, remember briefly that cognitive dissonance is you think two different things, right? And they're sort of, they don't agree, so they're in discord. So then what happens? Because you're seeking that, that consistency, you'll figure a way to make them both work. So oftentimes what will happen is you'll have a belief or an opinion and then an action. And if the action goes against your beliefs or your opinion, right, you figure who's going to win? If you want consistency, one of those has to win. And in a lot of experiments, the action surprisingly wins. Okay, so we talked about that last time, but I want to give you three more good examples. Okay, so one really good example, classic, is um, the military. Basic training is really important. It gets you fit. Uh, it helps you cooperate with your group, right? Become a unit, etc. Many reasons for it. But there's an aspect of cognitive dissonance that might be going on here. So what's going on is, is that you go into the military and say you like the military, but you're not that invested in it. Okay, and then you go through this grueling process where you know basic training. You're doing all this stuff. And it's a pain. It's really difficult. So now what's happening is the action is you're going through all of this, right, to get into the military. But the thinking is you like the military, but you're not that invested. But the action says otherwise. Because if you look at the actions, you're going through all of this. And then maybe at a subconscious level even. The thinking is something like, well, why'd you do it? You didn't just do it to waste your time. You went through all of this stuff. You tried so hard. Why? Because the military must mean a lot to you. A lot more than you thought. So when the opinion initially might have been, you like it, but you're not that into it, then you do all this stuff to get in there. Then the action wins. So you actually end up believing you're really invested in the military. It means a lot, right? You're committed to it. Another good example is fraternities and sororities. So you want to join a particular fad or sorority, right? So you're doing your thing, and then they start hazing you. We're not advocating hazing at all. What we're saying is that if you have to go through a process where you're jumping through all these hoops to get into this group, and you're like, you know, I like uh, this particular sorority and this other one. And either one would have been fine for me. But for one of them, there's this grueling process you're going through, right, to get into that group. And you're jumping through all the hoops. You're doing everything they say. You're doing ridiculous things. And again, the thinking is, well, if this particular sorority fraternity didn't mean that much to you, then why'd you do these actions? Because the actions say otherwise, right? Something is going on. So again, the logic is you did all of this to get into that group. So you must really care about that group. You must be invested in it. The action wins, and your opinion is, I really value being part of this frat or the sorority. All right, and a third one, which we'll definitely talk about with total institutions uh, later on, is, uh, is cults. So in a lot of cults, there's this process you have to go through to get into the cult, and it requires a lot of sacrifice and a lot of time and a lot of due dil diligence. And so what's happening is, is that you're going through all these steps. You're investing all this time and effort to get into this group so that when you're finally accepted into that group, right, Again, cognitive dissonance sets in. The thinking might have been, I'm interested in this group, but I'm not sure if I want to join them. But after sacrificing all this time and energy, right, trying to get into that group, it kind of works like this. Why did I do this? I didn't do it just to, you know, punish myself. I did it because it, it must mean something. Because being in that group really meant something to me, really means something to me. So once that member becomes indoctrinated as a part of that group, because they did so much to get into that group, they're extremely invested. That's possibly one of the reasons why you have, you know, in cults such a strong following and people that are so devoted, right? And part of that's backed up by this distance thing. You know, you must really believe in it. You must be willing to do things for it because look at what you've done so far.
Again, we're not advocating any of this. I'm just saying that these are good examples of cognitive dissonance. So we're going to wrap this topic up and we're going to move to, you know, talking about the individual, you know, uh, your self-perception, what modifies that, etc. Uh, and then we're going to move from that to sort of group things, group dynamics, like um, group polarization. Okay. And then once we get past that, we'll talk about what I call big theme things like um, obedience, uh, persuasion, etc. So a lot of interesting topics yet to come in social psych. Uh, hopefully I'll see you guys soon.